Welcome to the Defiant Spirit, a podcast about discovering meaning, purpose, and resilience in the most challenging, difficult, and darkest moments of our lives through what my teacher and mentor, Dr. Viktor Frankl, called the defiant power of the human spirit, that spirit that is within you, that spirit that is calling to you, that spirit that is you. I'm Dr. Baruch Halevi, and this is the Defiant Spirit, and now, on to our podcast. Hey, I'll Baruch Levy, be here from the Defiant Spirit. I want to share with you an idea that I've talked about before, but I'm sure, like the rest of you, could use a refresher and get back into um, really the essence of what the Enneagram is all about. Why am I so passionate about it? Why do I use it so heavily in my life and working with my clients? I mean, it truly has been a game-changing roadmap for me. For many years, I leaned heavily on the Jewish tradition to to help guide me, and I still do, fundamentally, the bits and pieces of it. And, and yet, in some ways, I just never really resonated with it as a practical how-to, daily application to live out divinity, spirituality, whatever the hell you want to call it, in my life, to, to live my, my true self, as Viktor Frankl calls it, my nuos, my spirit, my essence. The Enneagram, it's like stripped-down version of some of these great traditions I've studied. In fact, in many ways, it's tied up with Kabbalah, which I'll get into in a second here. But it's like stripped down of all of the have-tos and the thou shalt and the thou shalt nots. And it's just the, the distilled roadmap of how to navigate, as Frankel teaches, to, to navigate between stimulus and response. There is a space. And in that space lies our power to choose our response. Between stimulus, shit happening, and me choosing my response, there's a moment, there's a place, there's a space. And I need to understand that space. I need to explore that space so I don't react and I can choose my response. So the Enneagram is that space between stimulus and response, between reaction and responding. And when I can understand that space, I can expand that space. I'm doing some podcasts with Julie Mouse on mindfulness and expanding the space. Check those out. But I want to talk about the Enneagram from the perspective of energy and how I can use this system to help move my energy forward. Isn't that really what we're after? I mean, I, I talk with, you know, people who are exceptional in certain areas. I talk with somebody who's a um, master pianist and they're just they play concert level piano I've worked with somebody before who's a professional athlete I've worked with somebody before who's like a master scientist and they all describe this place that I want to get to in my life whatever it is I'm doing and it's sometimes it's referred to as flow right it was made famous by a book uh, by that name flow by a man whose name is actually harder than mine to say, Baruch HaLevi, it's actually harder than that, which is Mihaly Skisen Mihaly. Don't ask me how to spell the last name. But Mihaly is a, um, I believe, Harvard, was a Harvard professor, is, and um, an important figure in the positive psychology movement. Bottom line is, talks about flow state. Well, spirituality talks about that flow state too. And that's the unencumbered state we can all get to when we're in 
our mojo, when we're in our rhythm, when we're in our vibe. It doesn't just have to be those big areas of life. You might just be in the flow state when you're jogging. Once in a while I can get there. Half the time I'm like pushing my ass forward, like bribing myself to go a little bit further. But sometimes I just get into that flow state. Some people talk about it making love, because it depends on who you're making love to and if it's the right time, the right person, the right reasons. Um, you can get there with food in the right way, in the right context. You can get there with any kind of hobby that's you've put enough time and energy into. You can really hit that sweet spot of almost mastery. Well, that's the Enneagram. It shows us where we are in flow, where we get out of flow. Each of us has all nine of these energies within us. One of them is going to be our core go-to flow. Like, I can get there with um, four sometimes. That's my creative artistic side. I can get there with seven. That's how I think. And, you know, sometimes I'll just be riffing and going and thinking um, entrepreneurial mode. And, like, I'm just in that flow. But more often than not, I'm there with when I'm an eight. And that's that intensity, that breaking barriers and tr transforming, you know, whatever I'm involved in sort of, that, um, I don't know, what's that boundless energy kind of a thing. We all have one of these. It's going to be our default type. So I thought I'd just walk through all nine energy types, but thinking about, hey, that one's my go-to flow. But you know what? Maybe I really want more two flow in my life or, or five flow or whatever it is. So I just want to walk through all nine types from the perspective of flow with you keeping in mind that these are within you waiting to be discovered, some of them waiting to be tapped into, some of them waiting to be unblocked, some of them waiting to be bridled, to be harnessed, to be brought down. I got to work on bringing down the eight. You might need to work on bringing it up. The last thing is, one of the reasons why I love this as a spiritual roadmap is because most religion, like anything else in life, becomes calcified. It becomes stagnant. And one of the areas I see that is the name of God. I can't stand the idea that God has a name, that God damn it somehow is blasphemous. Show me where in the Hebrew Bible the word G-O-D appears. It doesn't exist. It ain't a thing. I speak Hebrew. There's not a word in the Bible that says G-O-D, those are not Hebrew characters. The Bible was written in Hebrew. There are actually, according to Kabbalah, 72 names for God, none of which are the names for God. What they are are placeholders, not for God, but for the experience of God or divinity or flow in our lives. The most accurate name for God, according to the mystics, is when Moses says to God, I think it's Exodus chapter 3, verse 13 or 14. Essentially, what's your name? What do I call you? The Israelites are going to want to know who this person is or this being is, this entity is. What is God supposed to say? Like, this is just a bizarre question, right? Bob, John, if I can call you Betty, you can call me Al. 80s reference to, I think it was, was it Paul Simon. Anyways, there isn't a name for God. So what is God's response? Brilliant and beautiful, of course. Yea, God. Ehiyeh, asher, ehiyeh. I will be that I will be. 
sometimes translated as I am that I am. That just sounds like Popeye, though. I will be that I will be is the literal translation, and that's the best translation. Why? Because it's about becoming. It's about unfolding. It's about verbing. God is not a proper noun. God is a verb. The experience, that's all we get in this lifetime, is the experience of divinity, of the experience of the flow. These are nine different ways there's flow in our life. There's flow in your life. There's flow in this universe. That energy, these nine energies are the fundamentals of divinity in this experience. And we can tap into these energies if we start paying attention to them, if we become conscious of them and start harnessing them and understanding them in our lives. There's actually 10, according to Kabbalah. If you ever look at a tree of life, which is the Kabbalistic sort of DNA, if you will, looks like a DNA strand. There's 10 what are called spherot. There are 10 circles, not so dissimilar than this. This one is nine, that one is 10. Aha, but the goal of the Enneagram, it has been said, is to get back to the 10th. They're the same thing. These are the nine divine emanations, the flow in our lives that you can tap into. If you want to be in that godlike experience, whether it's running or making love, I don't know how I put those in the same category, because to me those are wildly different experiences, but maybe not to the joggers amongst us. Um, we can tap into the divinity of flow all around us if we get unstuck. Interestingly, in religion, what is the term we use for being stuck religiously? Idolatry. Now, most of us have turned it into some stupid totem pole that people bow down to. That's not idolatry. Idolatry, according to Kabbalah, is making the infinite finite, making the dynamic static, making God stuck into a box, putting a little label on it and saying G-O-D as if that is the source of energy in this universe. So idolatry is about freezing the flow, getting stuck in the flow in our life, becoming so used to a particular way of being, a default operating system that we start believing that's what it is. For instance, money. Money, there's nothing bad or good about money. It is not the root of all evil. It is not good, inherently good. It is a means. That's why we call it a means. It is currency, just like electricity. It's supposed to flow. It only becomes a problem when we hold on to it, when we over-attach to it, over-identify with it, when we forget that it's not an end unto itself. It's a means to buy food, to have experiences, to give, to do. It can be wonderful as long as we are going with the flow when it comes to money or sexuality or food or you name it. When something becomes stuck and static and routinized, is that a word? Um, what is once said that a routine is simply a rut and a rut is simply a grave with both ends knocked out. When we get stuck in that static space, then we have lost our connection to divinity. We have lost our connection to the flow. We've lost our connection to the Enneagram. The work of the Enneagram is to get back into flow. So here we go. Enneagram one, the flow of Enneagram one is order. Now that may not sound like flow. However, 
I see it. When ones have their order, their structure, they can start to flow. And I think of it like jazz music. You know, great jazz musicians. I love jazz music. I listen to, whoa, falling on my chair. I listen to Coltrane. I listen to Miles Davis. I listen to um, Charlie Parker. These guys were geniuses, but they first mastered the structure of the music. Before you can flow, you must have structure. You must have um, that, that one quality, that containment. If you want a child to feel, have the best play experience, then give them a contained, a container, right? We need, you know, a, a room that's safe, secure. It can be as messy as you want inside of there, but they need to have a structure. In all aspects of life, if we want to get to a peak performance, a true flow state, all of us at some level to differing degrees need that one quality of structure, and that structure is a pathway to flow. These are not, I'm not gonna exhaust each Enneagram type. Just wanna give you a flavor for how each type flows. Twos tend to flow in relationship. When they are in sync with the people around them, when they're not in sync with the people around them, it can be totally disruptive. Sort of like the chaos to the one is the disrupted relationships to a two. I see this all the times with two. They need to get realigned with the people who are important to them and close to them. And when they're in that sync, they're, they're in sync with the people around them. They're in sync with themselves, their highest self. And I see twos quite often go to flow in relationship. Threes, how do threes get to flow? Threes are the achiever. They're the doer. They're the ones who are making the impossible possible. They take ideas and translate them into a reality. So when threes are in the doing space, right, and they're moving and they're grooving, sort of stay out of their way, because they are the ones who are just got to keep go with, they got to go with that flow. So that, that manifestation quality in all of us, two is in all of us. When I'm in sync with Ariella or the kids, right, I'm in that two dance of flowing energy, when I'm in that manifestation, that creation mode, when I'm translating that idea into reality and I'm doing it efficiently and methodically, not like the four, which is a little more messy, but I'm doing it in this sort of elegant, sustainable, replicable system that I can pass on to others, I'm in the three flow. Enneagram four, in the flow, when they are in the depths of authenticity, I say depths at the bottom of the Enneagram, Four and five, these are the messy types. Fours are messy emotionally. They're feeling it. They're, they're in there. I think of, you know, fours sometimes seem high, like on marijuana, even if they're not smoking, because they'll just get into it. I listen to Ariella. She hasn't, I don't know if she's ever smoked. She certainly hasn't smoked since I've known her. Um, not her thing. She doesn't do, like, she won't even drink caffeine, nothing. She doesn't need to. She goes into this four space where she's talking in her shamanistic language, bringing down divine energy, feminine energy, and bringing it into this world. It's her art. She turns things into a canvas. Fours are all artists. And when they just get going on their art, it might not be painting or drawing. It might be, they might be a mechanic. That could, they'll turn it into an art. Whatever they do becomes an art form. And when they're in that place of originality and authenticity, they are going with their flow. Enneagram five, 
no doubt about it, thinking. Enneagram fives are, are artists of the mind. They, they are creative, but they have a capacity to systematize ideas, synthesize ideas, taking these complex algorithms, turning them into Facebook and Twitter and LinkedIn. These are all fives who founded these artistic pieces. Like them, don't like them. What they have done by taking these complex ideas and making them usable, accessible to all of us, just remarkable. I think of like a, a Warren Buffett behind his newspaper looking at you know today's financials, putting together ideas and where, what to buy and what to sell and how things fit in and fit out and don't fit in. Um, Enneagram fives doing the flow dance in their mind. Enneagram sixes, they flow through life by really understanding group dynamics. I watch sixes sort of just understanding the, the way an organization works, the way a community works or a, a uh, a business works, a family works. They really understand who has the power and who doesn't, how to navigate safely and securely. Sixes get into a flow when they can create a structure like, like one. Ones and sixes have a lot in common, but theirs is more from a place of making sure they're getting their needs met, they're protected, other people around them are protected. I have a good friend, Tommy, you know who you are. I think about him gardening in his garden, Right, creating this beautiful garden like that one quality, but much more from making sure everything's in its place and connects and moves and flows. Enneagram sevens, they are definitely like the five. Fives are synthesizing ideas, getting into that flow state, putting together algorithms in their head or solving puzzles. Sevens are going to be doing it more from a place of innovation a vision. These are the entrepreneurs. I think of Steve Jobs, probably an eight, but it could have been a seven. Um, imagining an iPhone, being told it can't be done. This elegant creature that he created, for better, for worse, maybe for worse. Sevens are, I think of like a Richard Branson, who's off to the next um, startup that he was going to create in the early days, or company empire that he was building. So just synthesizing ideas and then applying them out in the world. Um, they're really great dreamers, imagination, right? imagining a better tomorrow kind of a thing in that flow state. Enneagram eights, we are in flow, I think for me anyways, around disrupting the status quo. I mentioned it before, but I really, when I start to think about, for instance, right now I'm working on efforts to disrupt men who are stuck, stagnant at midlife, who haven't yet maybe had a shattering, as they call it, but need to get their ass shattered real quickly so they can wake up and work on their marriage, work on their business, work on their life before it's too late. And I just, I know maybe it sounds a little twisted, but I think so much excitement for me in disrupting the status quo. Um, but from a place of, you know, truth and justice, not from a place of just being a difficult eight-hole. And last but not least, the nines in a flow state, when they find that path like water down a mountain, almost avoiding the conflict, not running from it. That's not flow state. For a nine, it's more of knowing how to maneuver, sort of like a keto. When you know somebody throws a punch at you in a keto, you use their energy and redirect it elsewhere and make it this elegant dance. 
Nines in flow state aren't afraid of conflict. You know, none of these types in flow state are afraid of their Achilles heel, their kryptonite, and each one has that. But nine, as an example, will no longer be afraid and they know how to flow through it or move or use that conflict and turn it into a pathway towards true and lasting peace or harmony. That's the nine. Just wanted to give you a vibe on each of these nine types and really help you think about the Enneagram, bringing it into your life as a way to get back into your mojo, to get unstuck, to get back into your flow. This is an elegant system. It's practical. It's tangible, as you can see. So many tools and strategies around it. So if you'd like to learn more, jump over to defiantspirit.org or reach out to me and we can talk about how to get you back to your Enneagram flow, to go with the flow as you learn how to defy your number, live your spirit, to live your flow. Thank you for listening to the Defiant Spirit Podcast with me, your host, Dr. Baruch Halevi. If you like what you heard, please consider leaving a five-star review and share this podcast with others. To learn more about the Defiant Spirit, get more inspirational content, or see how we might work together to live your Defiant Spirit, visit defiantspirit.org. Until then, take back your power and live your Defiant